I can tell you nobody is gonna work harder for your business than I am. And I want your business and I wanna make sure before I leave here today that you are clear that I am the guy. It's been brought to my attention by a number of people in the industry that um, giving a written proposal to a prospect is, uh, can be a fairly risky proposition. <laughs> um, oftentimes they can use that written proposal to go back to their own processor or to shop your processing um, deal that you're offering right. uh, to other vendors. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what your take is on that. Sure. So Yes, yeah, so I really have a lot of strong opinions about this. They're probably going to be very different from others in the industry um, in terms of how I like to handle it. So um, I'll give you a couple thoughts. Um, first of all, I definitely agree that you don't want to give a written proposal too early in the sales process. Um, how early is too early becomes kind of the question, though. Um, sure. To your point, you know, in the, in the note you sent, I mean, it's also really hard to sell somebody without giving them a written proposal because they generally want to see in writing what they're going to save. Um, so... My first rule of thumb is I provide a written proposal when I believe that I'm going to end that meeting with a, a, you know, a decision one way or the other, a yes or a no. Um, I'm not really scared to provide the written proposals. I'll tell you why in a second, just from kind of a sales perspective, some of the things that I do, but I don't want to give it to them when I have, I don't have that solid commitment from them that they're going to seriously consider it. So I try to make a bigger deal out of it. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm selling a you know, mid-sized merchant account. They do 200,000 a month in processing and you know, we're having conversations. I'm going to try to cover everything else first. I'm going to say, you know, obviously I'm going to save you money on the credit card processing. We both know that. We both know that the final conversation is going to come down to the numbers. But before we can get there, I need to know if I can integrate with your point of sale system right? I need to know if you want cash discounting, surcharging, or traditional processing, you know? So I try to get all of these other things out of the way first, but then once I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm about to go in for the final meeting where I am going to close the sale. I'm bringing a written proposal with me that I plan to give them. Uh, I'm also ready to email one to them right before the meeting as well, but I don't want them to see that proposal until I am the one that either shows it to them in person or I'm doing like a zoom call with them. Okay. So it's very important. In my opinion, it's very important to say, I'm going to provide a written proposal when I'm ready to close the sale. Right. So now the only problem becomes, what do you do when you fail to close the sale? They don't give you a yes, but they also don't give you a no. And they're like, we'll, we'll take this, (laughs) you know, we'll think it over. We'll get back to you. Or we'll use it. (laughs) Yes. Now you have a problem, right? Because it's like, okay, so here's the way I handle that. Number one, I always start by auditing my own sales process and saying, where did I fail? Because I thought I was going to close the sale. So I'm certainly not going to give that information up easily. You know, I recognize that if I thought I was going to close the sale and now I didn't, there's probably a reason behind that. And I should probably push a little harder. And I really need to make sure that I totally understand the rationale behind, you know, what's happening here. So as an example, I've had many, many clients or, you know, current clients that told me, you know, eventually after I tried to close them three, four, five times, and they were getting more and more frustrated with my persistence, they eventually said, James, look, like we're going to go back to our current processor and we're going to see what they're going to do. Exactly. And it's like, okay, thank you. Like now I can, (laughs) now I can rebuttal this objection. Right. But I just want to know what the deal is. And so again, I would say providing the written proposal is fine. I don't provide the written proposal and then just leave it 
And, oh, you're going to think about it? Well, that's great. Let me know if you're interested. <laughs> no, I've never said that. <laughs> you know, to me, it's like, here's my written proposal. I'm trying to close a sale. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to take this and think about it. Well, you can say that, but you're going to have to endure me for another five or 10 minutes before you're going to be able to do that. Because I'm going to say, well, hold on just a second. Um, you know, I believe I provided all the information you need to make a decision. And I, I respect, you know, that you wanting to consider it. What about the proposal are you considering most seriously? What concerns do you still have? What questions do you have? You know, then I'm going to go into making it personal. You know, I can tell you nobody is going to work harder for your business than I am. And I want your business. And I want to make sure before I leave here today that you are clear that I am the guy that is going to work for you, that is going to make this happen, that's going to get the integration done, that's going to make it smooth. You have my word on that. And if I'm willing to put myself out there like that, are you at least willing to give me a, ch a chance? I mean, give me a shot. Let me show you what I can do, right? So I'm going to save this kind of stuff for a while. Right. You're not going to just get off the hook. And so then, then inevitably we get to the real reason. Um, and so I'm not totally scared of it because a lot of times the real reason is I have a business partner, right? We talk it over. My spouse and I are 50, 50 on the company. And I didn't realize when we're talking about cash discounting, what a big shift it would be in the way we operate our business and training our employees. And we need to go over that. So from there, I'm saying that's, of course, I totally understand that. So does next Thursday at 9am work better for you or Friday at noon? You know, what works best for, right. So I'm going to book my next meeting from my meeting. If there's, if there's a legitimate cause, then show me it's legitimate by agreeing to take action. Right. Um, and then at that point, if they're saying, you know, well, no, we, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. I just, I mean, maybe again, I'm just a little different, but I mean, I just call that out. I'm like, sure. you know, I got to be honest with you, you know, and again, you can understand my perspective. I mean, I've had probably a thousand people say, you know, we'll get back to you. Do you know how many of those people actually got back to me so far? <laughs> I'm still waiting on the first call. So right. there's something going on here that, you know, you have a real concern and, and I'm not trying to be pushy or mean or anything. Just please explain to me what the problem is so that I can fix it. You know, what are you thinking about doing? At some point along this line, either they're going to tell me that they're going back to their current company or I will surmise that that's what's about to happen. Right. Right. So at that point, I say, okay, well, I'll get out of your hair. Let me just let me just say one more thing. I think we're on the same page here, but let me just verify we're on the same page about one thing, and then I'll let you go. And they're usually like, okay, what is it? You know. So at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to leave you with this detailed pricing proposal. Now, this shows that I would save you, just to make the math easy, this shows that I would save you $100 a month, okay? How long have you been with your current provider? Uh, we've been with them for about three years. Okay, 36 months. So let's say hypothetically, you went back to your current company and they said, oh, we'll match the rates. And they just instantly agreed, sure, we'll match the rates. So they could do it at the rate that I'm proposing. Would you agree with me that another way of looking that, at that would be that they've overcharged you $100 a month? I mean, if they just change the price and match me, that's them saying they could have done that whenever they wanted. Would you agree? And they'll usually say yes and say, okay, so let me just make sure we're on the same page about this, and then I'll get out of your hair. Would you agree with me that if they agree to do that, obviously you would not stay with them unless they agree to refund the $3,600 that they've overcharged you? That's I don't know if I've ever had anybody tell me no to that. Almost everybody at that point says, yeah, you're right. And I say, great, go back to them and check, then that's fine. Um, I'll check back with you. Uh, what do you think? You know, Friday, and I just set my next appointment. Right. At the next appointment, about half the time, they're like, yeah, I went back and you were right. You know, we'll go with you. The other half of the time they say, well, 
you know, they, uh, you know, they, they offered to, to match the rates and stuff. And so, you know, we're, you know, really just probably going to stay with them. And then I just kind of play dumb at that point And I'm very assumptive. And I say, Oh, Oh, that's great. So they refunded the 3,600. No, they, they didn't yeah. agree to do that. And I say, Oh, no problem at all. Well, I'll get some paperwork ready. Um, and then should I swing by tomorrow around two o'clock or, you know, four o'clock, what works better for you? I know you gave me your word on the last meeting and I can tell you're a person of integrity, um, but you tell me what works best for your schedule. And I'm just very something about it. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I've had a lot of people kind of stutter a little bit at that point and kind of sure. like, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, two o'clock works good. And it's like, okay, because it's just like, you know, I just called them out. Like you, you told me last time you weren't going to do that. And so let's, let's do what we say we're going to do, you know. But will you admit that in person, typically um, giving an oral presentation and an oral offer is preferred to giving a written presentation if you're able to do so? The preferred is to do both. Is to do both. Okay. Yeah. So my ideal scenario is I print out a written, you know, I print out a real nice PDF proposal from our, our uh, ISO amp, you know, for our tool, I'll put my plug in there for that, but I'll do that from our, our getisoamp.com and I'll print that out. Then what I'll do is I'll go in with the paper and I'm ready to email the other one out. You know, so during the course of the meeting, once I can tell they've decided to move forward, then I'll say, let me give you this copy. And I'm also going to email one to you right now as well, just so you have it on record, you know. But then what that does is that does give me the option where if I can tell that they're just really playing games with me, and that'll happen where no matter what kind of sales techniques I use, I mean, they're just not interested at all. They just want to use my proposal to get a lower rate. Um, then I just take it back and I didn't email it to them yet. And I'm just like, you know, no. But in a post COVID world or whatever, I mean, that's not very feasible as much. I mean, a lot of times it ends up being a Zoom call and then you kind of have to give it to them. Um, I know some reps that do it that way where they'll do a Zoom call and they'll share their own screen. Right. And say, I'm about to send this to you in a little bit, but they don't send it yet. So kind of accomplishing the same objective. So ideally though, um, I like doing, I like doing both. But the thing I always tell reps is I say, you know, if you use the right sales process, you're going to sell everybody that you're going to sell. The people that if you do everything I just said and they still go with their stay with their current company, there's nothing you could have done to sell them. So who cares if you gave them a written proposal? So I'm not as nervous about that. I'm really not. I mean, have I have I helped some merchants along the way that screwed me and went with their current company and saved some money? Yes. Am I upset about that? Not really, because I couldn't have sold them anyway. I sold everybody I could sell. And so, you know, I'm not as worried about it. But I, I do think early on I gave written proposals too early. Like okay. very first meeting, I create a proposal and they're saying, I mean, we'll talk with you about it again. Can you send us a proposal? Oh, sure. I'll email one to you tonight. Well, then they never keep the follow-up meeting with me. And it's like, okay, that was stupid, you know? So I don't like that. But, uh, but I think there's a middle road where it's like, you know, if I think I'm, if I think I'm moving down the right path, I don't mind giving a written proposal. I'll, if I can, I'll try to make it written so I can take it back. But if not, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to use all my sales techniques. Well, it kind of reminds me of your, your point as well about not beating around the bush about why you're there. Um, yeah. And I took that to heart. Um, you know, the people that I work for would prefer that you, you know, uh, use a little subterfuge or I shouldn't use that word. That's not the term that really, I mean, mean, like yeah. you're, you're not just going there saying, hi, my name's Todd. I work with a, a number of businesses in the area doing credit processing. Right. Um, I might as well just tell them why I'm there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just similarly, I'm, I have to give them a proposal at some point, especially if they're remote from me, if I'm not like an yes. in-person sale. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. And I have one that I'm working on right now that it, it kind of fell apart. And I'm wondering if you have an opinion on this. Yes. Yeah, sure. um, it's a B2B business. They're a sock company. And I used to work okay. for them. I used to be in that, uh, in, oh, that, wow. okay. in that industry. So I have a good relationship with the owner. I've known him over 20 years. Um, I presented the option of doing cash discount along with ACH. Okay. Um, sure. And he was thrilled because he was going to save about $70,000 a year. Sure. And, you know, that's plenty of money. Yeah. He went back to his software provider, and I think his software provider may be getting a little kickback on the processing side because sure. he said, basically, well, he didn't say that he talked him out of it, but after speaking to him, he said, well, our system isn't really isn't broken right now, um, and if we use your, you know, your service, there's going to be a little bit of extra admin work that our people in billing have to do, which is literally just taking a PDF from their software system, dropping it in our portal and processing the invoice that way. Yeah. So um, I've encouraged uh, the, the, the folks that own the ISO to prepare um, a page for him so that he could actually see how little extra work there is for the savings. Right. And I'm just wondering, how would you go back in yeah. once would, you've been told I would that- go directly to the software company, no doubt. So I wanna find out the name of the software company. Um, I spoke to the gentleman, yeah, I know him. Yeah. So one of my one of my biggest secrets to success in terms of just money making in the industry is doing ISV deals like that. Um, I don't obviously as much now, but when I was selling full time, whenever I ran into a, a situation like that, I just went directly over the top of the merchant and went right to the software provider and said, "Look, um, I want to work with you on this deal. I don't think you understand that this deal is going to become like massively more profitable as a result of helping me implement this. So I don't know what kind of revenue share deal you have with your current company." Um, but if you work with me on this deal, not only am I going to cut you in here where you're going to make a lot more money, but in addition to that, by you implementing this cash discount program, that's going to be wildly popular with all of your clients, we can work together. And I have no problem giving you an even bigger split on the ones where you send me the leads and say, here are other clients. Let me do the heavy lifting. I'll go sell all of them for you. And you're going to be making a ton of money. So um, I like doing deals like that. And, and generally the changes they have to make are, I mean, minor. Not, yeah, they're minor. I mean, it might cost them $10,000 in developer time. So, I mean, you know, there definitely is a real cost um, and there's opportunity cost. What else could they be working on? What other feature could they be doing? But you've got to paint a picture for them that, you know, whether you utilize me or not, making this feature available to your clients is going to make you a fortune and it's going to make them a lot more, you know, excited. And if you want to work with me on it, even better, but let's get this one deal done together as our test pilot to show that it can work. And then you can roll this out to your other clients. And what's the magic percentage that you, I, I know it's, it, I'm sure it varies, yeah. but what do you think is a, a yeah, good? So I, I look at, I look at things in, in thirds. So the idea is, I think if you're bringing the deal to them, like in this case, you give them a third of your profit on it. Um, I think if they're bringing deals to you and saying, can you sell these for us? I think you give them two thirds. So you get the third. So okay. I think, you know, I think whoever is bringing, whoever's making this deal happen and bringing this deal to the table, providing the data, whatever it is, to me, that person gets, you know, the, the two thirds. Um, so that is a rough estimate. I mean, obviously it, it varies a lot depending on what all you have to do. Like if they're just going to say, here's a list of all of our clients, good luck. Um, and you can't use our name, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well that's, that's maybe a 25, 20%. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, you're going to have to like literally cold call people and say, Hey, I happen to integrate with this system, you know, but right. if they're saying, here's a list of all of our people, we're going to send out an email blast recommending you and you can use our name and say that we work together to create the integration. I'll give them half, maybe even closer to two thirds in those cases, because like, good night. So I'm gonna, generous. You got to really sweeten yeah. the pot in order to get them interested. You no, know, but I mean, let's be honest. We're all capitalists here. I mean, ultimately it's a negotiation. Sure. 
if I think I can get them for 20%, I'm not going to give them 50. So right. I'm going to do whatever I can do, you know, for sure. Uh, another similar deal that I that I have that's in process right now is another business that I used to work for. I was a sure. in the clothing industry. Sure. And this one's much bigger, um, probably closer to $250 million in gross sales, probably 15 to 20% of that is in credit card processing. Sure. Yep. And I presented the same option to them with ACH and, and cash discounting. Right. Um, they weren't quite ready to move into a cash discount situation, even though many of their competitors are. Yeah. Um, they're afraid of the pushback that they're going to get, sure. even though I, I tried to stress that when you're offering ACH along with a credit card, right. Right. It, it really you're takes a nice option. Sure. And um, they weren't willing to do that uh, and instead said, well, you know, what kind of, uh, what kind of rate can you give? Yes. And they, you know, they weren't prepared to give me a statement. So sure. I just threw out, you know, okay, so we'll do interchange plus I won't add any fees, zero fees, and we'll just do 20 basis points um, in profit. So I'm just telling you right now, that's, I'm going to make 0.2% so, on all the process. So the only thing you want to do there to, to shift the, the power structure a little bit in that negotiation is you have to, you have to get them to agree to something to do that. So what you want to say is you say, well, you know, I understand where you're coming from. You don't want to give me a statement um, at this point. I'm guessing the reason, which I think is a really valid reason is you don't want me to see what you're paying now and then give you something slightly less to try to get your business. You want to get my best offer. Is that right? And they yeah, say, yeah. yes. Okay, great. So I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. If I send you my pricing in writing, will you agree to then respond to that by giving me a statement just so I can show you, you know, because this is kind of complicated, as you know, I want to show you here's what my pricing looks like on your current statement. Is that fair? So usually they'll agree to that. Then you say, okay, and then you put something in an email or whatever and say, we'll do interchange plus 20 basis points, you know, no other fees, et cetera. Um, then they send you the statement and then you do the proposal and come back. 